Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Good morning, you guys. Welcome back to Not Your Typical with Not Your Typical fitness lover, Caitlin Nolan. You guys, I sat down last night to record and then I was like, no, I need to record in the morning after I've had a coffee because we have so much to catch you up on. And this is also a really fun topic, talking about social media, social media growth, how to start a career, and just what I would do if I started social media today in 2023. I'm very excited to talk about this topic, but before we get into all of that, I feel like it's been a while since I've actually sat down and just chatted with you guys. I skipped last week's episode and I record on Mondays, so I feel like when I do skip, it just feels like it's been a really long time since we've chatted. But if you did stay till the end of last episode, you know that we were actually moving last week and a lot has happened since then. We're actually at the house that I talked about us getting approved to and our life has just already changed so much. It's kind of crazy because I feel like the moving process and everything just happened really fast, even from the time that we found out that we were moving to getting movers to actually moving, like everything just happened super, super fast, which At first, I was really scared about, but I'm already sensing that this is probably going to be the best thing for us, like just having a house, having a yard for Coco, the area that we live in. We actually live so close to so many of our friends, and it's only been a week and a half, but it's just been a really, really great week, and I feel super, super energized. It's crazy, too, because I was kind of falling into a rut and just reaching that burnout feeling, which you guys know I talk about this all the time. I... I'm kind of a workaholic, so I feel like I push myself into that burnout a lot, and my personality type is just zero to 100. That's just how I am when I'm passionate about something, and I've learned time and time again through fitness, through career, pretty much everything that I need to pump the brakes, and I honestly just fall into ruts a lot because of that. I'm human. I try and keep it as real as possible with you guys and talk about things that I struggle with because not only am I a human being, but I'm also 23, which is extremely young. And I feel like sometimes it looks like I have everything figured out because I come up with episodes about tips and my fitness journey. And maybe there is some areas in my life where I feel like I have that figured out more than other areas. But at the end of the day, I just am a human and I make mistakes and I fall into ruts. And my flaw is that I'm pretty much a yo-yoer in a lot of aspects because I go zero to a hundred and then I burn out and then I go zero to a hundred and I burn out and it's a slow process of trying to fix that. But even the past week and a half living here, I've fully been pulled out of my shell. That's actually one of my not your typical obsessions is just being more social and pushing myself to see more people, say yes to more, 
pretty much every single one of my friends stopped by last week to see the house and it really filled me up like I just feel really whole and excited for the summertime also shout out to my friend Sydney I just moved next to her I feel like a lot of you guys probably know who she is Sydney Tilton we just filmed a workout on Instagram together on Sunday at the beach which was so freaking fun I feel like I never ever work out outside I'm such a gym girl and a workout class girl so working out outside was such a good change up I've obviously worked out at the beach before but it's just like a whole process so I feel like I need someone to motivate me to get there and that's what Sydney and I did this weekend so many of you guys loved it too I saw that a lot of you guys saved the workout that we posted I think we're gonna try and do that every Sunday like I said we live next to each other now which is really exciting I think it's also funny that a lot of people were commenting and messaging us being like oh my gosh so happy you guys met and we've actually known each other for a really long time. We first met two years ago and we've periodically seen each other as much as we could. I mean, she's lived in a bunch of different states, but now we live so close to each other. We honestly went hard this past week. We saw each other pretty much every single day, but I just love her and she's really helped me just be more social, pull myself out of the house because as much as I am a homebody, I'm definitely an extrovert and I always say this, I have introverted tendencies, but to my roots, I'm 1000% extrovert. When I'm around people, I definitely thrive and I get my energy from other people and that's the definition of an extrovert. So yeah, she just has put me at a really good place and I'm very grateful for her. And she's also part of my second, not your typical obsession, which is this walk that I start going on every single morning with Coco over here. And I'm not a runner. I've never, ever been a runner. I feel like it just does not agree with my body. And honestly, when I hear people talk about running, I get a little discouraged because I feel like it's something I've always wanted to be able to do, but I just know that it doesn't agree with me and I probably will never become a full-on runner. But I have been mixing walks and runs together and I've been doing a walk run every single morning with Coco since Sunday. So it's been three days and it's really made a difference. I mean, I'm going to stick to it a little bit longer and see how I feel. I mean, I'm not going to run every single day, but definitely go on this walk. My friends, we all hung out on Sunday. Two of them brought their dogs and it was so cute just taking them on this really pretty walk. And I was like, this actually might be good for Coco because there's a lot of other dogs on the walk. There's a lot of other people. It's really spread out. There's a really pretty view. A lot of different plants and just things for her to get all of her like senses going which is really good for dogs so I tested the waters and I took her by myself and I know that doesn't sound like a lot but she's a really big dog and Co Hunter usually is the one that walks Coco like I'll go on walks but he always has a leash because she's big and she's actually very reactive as a dog which we've been working on for a really long time and I was nervous to take her but she's been so good every single day and the cherry on top is we've been going to a cafe right next to it that is actually one of my favorite cafes so it just happens that my favorite walk is right next to my favorite cafe so every morning I've done that gone to the cafe and double the exposure Coco has been able to like be around people be in the cafe and she's just done so good so I'm really proud of her and I'm excited that we'll be able to kind of bond and start the day off good I have noticed a lot that routine is super super important for animals and obviously it's also important for humans so it's going to be really nice to both set our day up in that way and I'm actually 
a pretty slow person in the morning. Like when I first wake up and I get my coffee and I go sit down, I tend to want to stay chill. Like I want to watch YouTube first thing in the morning or I want to go lay back in bed. But having a reason to get out has been great. And I feel like it's given me a lot of energy too. I definitely have a lot of energy in the morning. So having somewhere to go put it is really nice because I feel like if I don't do anything with that energy, I will kind of let it manifest into anxiety or stress. So yeah, it's just really exciting. So two non-typical obsessions this week, one being social and two, my little walk runs. I would say I walk 25% of it and then I run the rest of it and I mapped it. It's a two mile walk and we're feeling very good. So I'm going to leave it at that. I don't think we need to add any not your typical dislikes because I honestly can't even think of one off the top of my head. I feel like this intro is long enough. We're going to talk about how to get started on social media. I'm so passionate about this topic because it's obviously my job and I feel like this space is so big and it's so welcoming. Like there is a space for anybody on the internet. There is endless amounts of opportunity and I think it's so cool that we get to share our opinions, we get to share our lifestyle, our thoughts, our creativity, just so many things go into social media that I think is really cool. And the first thing I want to say in this episode is that it is not too late. I feel like even I will, I don't know, I can't even give an example to be honest because I don't let myself limit myself. And I feel like when you limit yourself because you feel like you're too late or you feel like you can't do something, then you're right there 100 out of 100 not gonna succeed and i wouldn't say that that's my personality at all i mean obviously if you guys have followed me from the beginning of social media i started on tiktok and then i transitioned to posting stuff on instagram and youtube and then i started a podcast and i feel like i'm just the type of person where if i want to do something i'm gonna go for it and not care about what everybody else thinks not care about the chance of failure because if you start a project with the idea of failing then you are not only not having hope in yourself but you're not having hope in your career so that's the first thing don't feel like it's too late don't feel like you aren't good enough because it doesn't matter how many instagram followers you have it doesn't matter how successful you are how much money you make we're all just normal people and i think people also forget that behind a big number like if you go on my podcast and I'm trying to give you podcast tips, you might think, oh, well, she's already so far along. Like, how are these tips going to relate to me? No, I promise you these are tips that anybody can relate to their own business and it doesn't even have to be podcasting. It's just really starting a business. And I will give super, super specific tips like equipment and things that you can do to your camera and things that you can do to your posts for it to actually be very beneficial to growing on social media. But first, I just want to dive into some of the specific things that I think you need to get over. And the first thing is after getting over that initial fear of, oh, I'm going to look cringe or, oh, I might not succeed, you need to ignore any sort of number. And I would say that this is the best thing that I did when I first started social media. I had no clue what number I was quote unquote supposed to hit. And I was super oblivious to what a good Instagram post was or what a successful YouTube video looked like. And I'm very grateful for that because I feel like I would have gotten my head. And at the very beginning, I was not in my head at all. I went on to TikTok every single day, scrolled, found some trends, 
put my own creativity to it, posted it, commented back to people, and then did it all over the next day. There wasn't a lot of strategy and there wasn't a lot of thought behind the numbers, which I actually think is the best way to do it. Because if you're going into it thinking, I want to hit this number, you are 50% setting yourself up for disappointment. And it's unfortunate that the algorithms are always changing and there's no control over how many people are going to see your content. You could have such an amazing piece of content, put it out there and it not go viral. Or you could put it out there and it does go viral. That's great. It doesn't really matter because what really does matter is one, consistency, two, community, and three, quality. If you focus on those three words, I promise you the numbers will fall into place the way that they're supposed to. Really quick before we get into the actual bulk of the episode, I'm going to talk about the sponsor for today's episode, which is ZocDoc. That's spelled Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash typical T-Y-P-I-C-A-L. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patiently reviewed that take your insurance and are available when you need them. I'm the type of person who will kind of overthink things or if I see something on TikTok, I'll end up spiraling. I feel like I'm definitely not alone in that. I could spiral and just go through a rabbit hole. I just don't feel that way anymore because I know that I have ZocDoc and they also treat almost every single condition under the sun. You guys can go to ZocDoc.com typical and download the ZocDoc app for free. Once you download it, then you can find and book a top rated doctor today. Many are available actually within 24 hours. That's spelled Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash typical t-y-p-i-c-a-l zocdoc.com slash typical thank you zocdoc for sponsoring today's podcast and let's get back into i definitely did not care at the beginning and then as time went on and i noticed that my numbers were dropping and i started thinking oh there's a difference between a good month and a bad month then i started learning about the algorithm i started learning about what a good post is what good retention rate is how many minutes somebody should watch your youtube video how one video could do a lot better than the other. When I started learning about these things, that's when I started getting in my head. And that's when I started to feel like everything was almost a game or I was chasing these numbers. And then it made me feel discouraged because I would put out a video that I was proud of and then it didn't do well. And then I felt like, oh, am I uninteresting? Is there a reason why people don't like me anymore? Is there something I'm doing wrong? And then it felt like this endless cycle of trying to chase back to the beginning where I felt like I was doing really well. And I didn't realize that at the time, the algorithm is just going to be the algorithm. It's always going to be changing and we can't go off of our numbers. We just have to go off of ourselves and the content that we're producing. Are we happy of it? Do we feel like it's providing value? do we feel like we're building a community you know like for me i feel like what would be the point of me getting my content out there if i wasn't going to build community you know i want to know who's watching my content i want to know my demographic i want to know what you guys want to watch what you guys want me to talk about i just feel like it's kind of like this group effort and going back to the story i was just saying where i definitely fell into looking in the at the numbers and feeling discouraged I can 100% say now I have gotten back to that beginning feeling of if a video doesn't do well or TikTok doesn't do well, I'm just like, oh, it was the algorithm. It wasn't me. And then I move on. I am truly proud of what I put out there online. So I don't need other people's validation to be like, oh, yeah, this video is good. Or I don't need a video to go viral for me to be like, oh, 
I'm proud of this because I was already proud of it before I posted it. I wouldn't have posted it if I wasn't proud of it. So that's another tip. Don't post something that you're not proud of. And it doesn't have to be a huge project or a huge production. You can be proud of a picture you took of yourself first thing in the morning and just threw up on your Instagram story. I think when you ask yourself the question of, is this valuable? Is this me? Is this authentic? Is this going to provide in some sort of way? Am I proud of this? That's how you stay aligned with yourself and you don't just follow trends. You don't just do things because the numbers work with this and that. This kind of goes back to like some of my past episodes where I've talked about clickbait and I feel like clickbait is so big in the fitness industry. And yeah, there's definitely ways that I title my videos and the way that I title even a recipe series on my TikTok. Those are definitely strategies and those are things that I think of. I think there's definitely a line, especially again with the fitness industry, that I don't cross because yeah, maybe title of like how to get abs in two weeks. Yeah, maybe people are going to be like, oh, I want to do that click. But being a personal trainer, I know that that's impossible. That is false marketing. As someone who really values my community and doesn't want to throw all this false information at, I'm not going to go towards a thumbnail that's going to get more clicks or a title on a TikTok that's going to get that shock factor because I don't find that authentic. So I think that you need to really ask yourself your why and is it just to get these numbers? Is it to build community? Is it to teach? Is it to have this niche? Is it to make people feel less alone, to make people have an escape. I think finding your why is really great because again, the algorithm is going to just be the algorithm and there's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of times where the algorithm is fighting against you and those are the times where you have to look back at your why because if you're just going off of your success, you still have to find that why of your career. Why are you doing this? Why do you wake up every day and put effort towards this passion of yours? And why is it even a passion of yours? Because on the weeks that the numbers are falling short, or even if you have a business like a storefront of clothing and some weeks are slower than others, it's going to be really hard to stay motivated when you're not feeling successful. I feel like when you start to feel that lack of motivation, not only tapping into that why, but also staying consistent. This is so important for social media. When you stay consistent, you are not only showing up for your community and proving that you care, you're also being professional because I think a lot of people forget that at least to me, social media is professional and it is my business. So not think of it all as like flowers and roses and fun because it's not it's a job and I think with anything that has a huge huge reward you're going to need to put in work if it was that easy everyone would do it my next tip is a very specific tip but I think starting any sort of series is really important if you're first starting on social media you need to post as much as you can and as many different formats as you can think of that still obviously feel genuine to you. But if you take a look at my page, I post recipes, I post my outfits, I post me and Hunter, I post little funny things that come to my head, I post tips, I post creative videos with music, I post voiceovers, I post day in my lives. You know, I have this wide variety of content that I post. Not only does this help me feel more creative and 
it makes me feel like I'm not stuck in this little box, but I also get to see what you guys like and I get to see what content does better. My next thing I want you guys to think about is your quality. Obviously, we're not going to go buy the best camera the first day we start a YouTube channel. Maybe you do, which is great, but you don't have to do that and don't feel like you have to buy all of these things. I will say I did not invest right away in my career. I don't regret that either because one, I didn't have the money. Two, it obviously has worked out the way it needed to, but I just kind of used stepping stones along the way. So the first thing I invested in was a camera. I got one that I felt like wasn't the best camera I could get on the market, but it was one that I knew was really good. A lot of people used it. A lot of my friends recommended it. I got the G7X for vlogging and I used that strictly for YouTube. I had pretty good of a camera on my iPhone. Sound can be really important, especially for YouTube and podcasting. So I started out with a mic that wasn't the best mic, but a good mic. And then as my podcast has progressed and I've made money <laughs> to be able to buy equipment, I have invested in myself. And now I feel like I have really good audio that I'm proud of. I do think that investing in equipment is important, but again, it's not the number one thing. So the number one thing, like I said, is just getting over that fear, posting more content, seeing what works, getting a feel of what people are interested to hear from you. But this is just the nitty gritty and getting down into the actual details of creating social media. Another tangible thing is making sure that you are wiping off your lens. I can't tell you how many people will go to take a photo and their lens is dirty. I wipe my lens for at least 30 seconds before I take any type of content. This is for my Instagram story. This is for Instagram pictures, TikToks, YouTube videos. You have to wipe your lens. You don't realize how dirty they get. I could wipe my lens and then five minutes later, it's dirty again. But I think everybody should just do what they feel is the most creative and the right way for them. I was just talking to my friends this weekend about how I do have a more tip-driven podcast. I don't have a chatty podcast. And sometimes I get in my head about that because I love listening to chatty podcasts. My friends, Chelsea and JC, what we said, I love listening to their episodes. It's like catching up with them. And it's so chill. I could listen to it in the morning. I could listen to it at night. I could listen to it while I'm driving. And then I think about my podcast and I think about when would I personally listen to my podcast? And I feel like it's so tip driven that it's like, obviously I'm not going to listen to it before bed. And then I'm like, oh God, I don't want to be too pushy, you know, but you guys have to remember I record one episode a week and it's not like 24 seven in my life. I'm talking all passionately about things and giving tips and this and that and thinking about this. This is just my job. And I know that you guys come here for a point, but the point I'm getting at is I'm not going to get in my head because I don't have a chatty podcast or a podcast that is different than other people because I'm proud of this podcast. And I know when I go to press post, I want people to listen to it. And that's a really good feeling when you've finished a project or a piece of content and you're about to post it and you're excited about it. That's how you know that you're posting the right content. That's how you know that you're doing the right thing. And when you put the blinders up and you just focus on that, that's what's important because I can't tell you how many times I get in my head about content, especially because I have a niche and I think I have a very particular situation because 
I started on social media talking a lot about balance, a lot about my mindset with fitness and wellness, and a lot about how I feel like the world on social media can be really toxic in the fitness space. And a lot of that comes from lack of balance and like obsession with wellness. I am not obsessed with wellness. I have so many facets of my life that have nothing to do with wellness, have nothing to do with fitness, recipes, blah, blah, blah. But obviously that's my niche on social media because it's what I'm so passionate talking about. But again, I record one episode a week. And I put that out there and to other people, it might seem like I think about this sort of thing 24-7 when I don't. That's why I said I needed a coffee at the beginning because it's really hard for me actually to sit down and get all of my thoughts out at once because I have so many thoughts on the topic, but I don't have 3 million hours to talk about it. So yeah, I get in my head sometimes and I'm like, oh, well, maybe I should switch it up and do content like when I'm out with my friends because I want to show that side of my life. But that's my time with my friends to go hang out. That's not my niche because I knew my goal and my direction on social media was very niched from the beginning. And I think that's fine. I don't think you need a niche 100%. Don't think that. You don't have to put yourself in a box, but you can. And I think it could be helpful, especially at the beginning, to kind of show people, oh, this is what I'm most passionate about. But I mean, I still show a lot of my life. I show my home decor. I show Hunter. I show Coco. I try and talk about as much as I can think of and squish in in an episode. But yeah, I have almost gotten in my head many times about it because I'll be like, oh, well, I don't want it to come off this way if I just am constantly talking about fitness. I don't want it to look like fitness is my whole life. But letting go of the, I don't want it to look like XYZ is really freaking important with social media because it will always look like XYZ. And you will never know what XYZ is because everyone's going to perceive you differently and you can't put your value and you can't put so much into what other people think of you because they're literally just watching the content that you produce. Content is such a small part of my life. But social media and all the compilation of content looks like such a huge part of life. And that's why the line can get blurred between what looks like real life and what is real life. So just don't get in your head. Stick to the things that I said in this episode. What are you passionate about? What are you proud to post? What are you wanting to create? And also, I just want to throw it out there that if you put in the effort and you try and you don't succeed online, it's not cringy. It's not embarrassing. And It's also not a reflection of the type of person you are or how great you are. It's a little bit of luck and it's a little bit of what's meant to be, I truly think. So if you try it out and you don't succeed, at least you tried, at least you know you won't always wonder why, you won't always wonder what, and you won't have wasted any time because people are still going to see your content. You're still going to have fun creating it. You're still going to learn a lot along along the way. So if you truly, truly want to, and I feel like you probably do if you're still listening, just go for it. 100% just go for it. Post more, take the leap, get out of your shell, don't get in your own way, and don't overthink it. If you have any specific questions, we can do a follow-up episode and maybe bring on another one of my friends in the industry. I just hope that this episode helped you guys as much as possible, but I love you. I hope you guys have the best week and I will talk to you guys next Monday. Bye.